Hello and welcome to On The Air with me, Dan the Radio Man. On this episode, my guest is Like Radio's Craig Patterson, who you can check out between 3 and 7 p.m. weekdays on Like Radio. We're going to be chatting about Craig's career, about any advice that he's got for people coming into the industry and kind of where he sees the industry going. With that said, let me hand it to Craig, who will begin our chat about how we got started in radio. Let's let's start with your journey in radio. Where did the um, where did that itch that itch begin uh, for you to scratch? When I was twelve years old, believe it or not, I was twelve, and I used to listen to Radio One a lot. And I thought, you know what? I really want to do this as a job. I used to listen to people like Jackie Brambles from back in the day, and I thought, you know what? It's not it's not a bad job. Sat there talking and and playing songs, really. And this was at twelve, and of course, at twelve, you can't really do much. So. Um, I used to sit in my parents' house and drive them mad by uh, <laughs> pretending I was on the radio. I think most people have probably done that who want to be on the radio. So, so you talk about being 12 and wanting to, to do this. The opportunities for young people in radio, I mean, there are still community... Well, there, there, there are still hospital radios. There are now community yep. radios. Uh, you started at hospital radio? I did, yeah. So when I was... 15, I approached a hospital radio station in Buxton, which is now a university, and uh, they said, you've got to be 16. So I went, OK. So I waited another 12 months and I, I managed to get into the hospital radio that was the Devonshire Royal Hospital in Buxton. And that's that's where I really started. It was one of those things where uh, you shadow somebody first and then they, they send you out on the wards to get requests from the patients and then it was the same requests every week, so uh, big Frank Sinatra fans and Scylla Black and all that kind of stuff. And then a couple of months down the line, they actually gave me my own uh, my own show, um, which is quite good, actually. It was nice. Just I think it was a Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, something like that. Yeah, I used to do that. So I used to finish school, I used to watch the hospital radio, I used to do my show and then uh, and then go home. Which was, which was good. Were you allowed to prepare for that show? Or did they just what? Did you one day go in and they just went, "Go on, have a go." No, no, the deep end. They let, well, first of all, there was a guy called George Walshaw that I still know, and I was I was shadowing his show, and he introduced me on air a little bit, saying, oh, "This is Craig," and then a couple of weeks down the line, he'd let me control the desk and he'd sit on the other side just so I knew what I was doing. So when I did my first show, I didn't make an idiot of myself because it was. Back in the day there, there was no computers. There was nothing like that. It was it was turntables. So you, you literally had to hold a slip mat and then wait for the song to start. So there was a bit of a, you know, if you were a bit nervous, the slip mat could bounce up and down and the needle would bounce up and down. <laughs> you know what it was like. The classics, the retro days, back in, <laughs> yeah. back in the day, back in the day. Yeah, you um, see... So I'm reading you. I'm reading something that, that says you wanted to be a weather presenter. <laughs> I wanted, but yeah, I did. Well, that was the first thing. I remember going to primary school, and I was oh, we got a lift to, to school on a few mornings with, with the neighbour, and I was interested in the weather. Still am, to be honest. And uh, they said, oh, you should be a weather presenter. You know, you, you could do that. And I went, oh, I'll have a look at it. And you needed to get a degree in physics and all that kind of stuff. And to be honest with you, I'm not the brightest thing on two legs when it comes to exams. So I gave that up and did radio instead. I would have thought geography would have been more relevant to, to the weather. So you can say places like Clanfyeth, Puthgwyth, Gorgerinth, Robbers, Clanchicillio, go, go, go. That's not me showing off. That's not even a good pronunciation of that place. Um, <laughs> no, just so you I've can got... dish it out at parties. 
<laughs> I've got a, what do you call it? I've got a, a GCSE in geography, so that's that's all right. But there you go. That's all you need for the weather. You don't need to understand isobars or, you know, just just Move. go on and say it's terrible. It's Britain. What are you expecting? It's weather. It's, it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's rain. What are you expecting? If you're expecting sun, go to Spain. <laughs> So you didn't you didn't fancy the degree in physics to become a, a no, weather presenter? No, I didn't. And then I got into radio, which I thought wasn't a, a, a bad career move, really. And uh, you know, I did hospital radio for a, a couple of years and uh, did various shows. And and as you do, you you make demo tapes and then you send them out to to radio stations in the hope that someone would actually listen to it and and give you a call and go, "Do you fancy popping in?" So that was. Uh, that's how it started from there. And somebody did, actually. Somebody did call me up. Uh, was I 17? 17. It was a station called Signal Cheshire in Stockport. Um, and uh, the guy who was in charge of that, Neil Cosser, he just gave me a call and said, do you, do you fancy coming in? So I did. And um, had a chat with him. I was going to say, um, yeah, you were you were 17. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I was there, but I... I... I know through research that you've uh, said that you were 17 when you joined Signal. So uh, how did that come about? How uh, and how long were you there for? I was, oh, crikey. I was, was it about six or seven years? It was a case of I went in and they said, you know, do you want to help out? And I said, yes. And they said, we can't pay you. I said, well, that's, that's fine. Because if you want to get into the industry, then you you work for, for nothing. And all I did is I answered the phones and made tea and helped out in the office and to Greg's and got the meal deal for lunch and all that kind of stuff as you do um, and it was great, you, you get to learn the, the radio station and then at that time they used to have a <clears throat> excuse me, they used to have a, um, a show in the evening called The Music Explosion which was 6 till 7 and it had to be tech-opt because there was no play-out systems in those days, it was CDs and cart machines and all that kind of stuff so it physically had to have someone set in the studio and they said, do you want to tech-opt The Music Explosion between 6 and 7 on a Monday night I went, yeah, I can do it was great. You know, I was playing songs on the radio. I wasn't talking. You had to back time to bring the travel in and you playing ads on air, which was the most exciting thing ever. Um, <laughs> and what it was, it was like I'm playing my first ad break. This is great. I have to remember it. And, um, and then I, I got more involved. So I was helping um, put the adverts on the carts and, and all those things that the radio station needed. So I just said I'd do anything. Um, which I did, and that eventually led uh, to my getting my own show on there. Did you enjoy your time at, at Signal? How did it come to an end? Why did it come to an end? Was that a you decision, just you were looking for the next challenge? or No, it, automatically, it came to an end because, as with everything, radio stations change, so uh, we had new management in, and new management sometimes go, do you know what, we want to change the station, and quite rightly, you don't always fit with the station with the, what they want to do. I think it's happened to a lot of presenters that stations have moved on, and you you don't quite fit and they say no hard no hard feelings you know <clears throat> we can keep you on doing other, some of the bits and pieces but there's no radio show for you and i thought actually i really want to do a radio show you know that's that's what i want to do so at the end of the day i said look i'm gonna look for another job um and they were fine with it they kept me on um and i carried on doing a show until i found another job and then i uh, i moved on to uh june fm in southport after that so it was it was amicable there was no hard feelings and i I think that's really important. I think it's really important in radio that even though you move on from one station to another, that you don't leave, you know, you don't go, ah, oh, sit and throw me toys out of the pram. Because you never know when you're going to meet these people down the line anyway, again, which has happened to me a few times. Um, the, one question. So this is my second episode 
of this. And I think last last week when I was chatting to um or two weeks ago when I was chatting to Chris Baxter on the BBC, he he was pretty much saying the same thing. You know, you're just at the whim of you're at the mercy of management, and when there's a manager change, you may not have a show or you may not be doing certain things. You know, we we talk about the audience, the 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 because um, I hate the word listener audience. Um, are you actually just playing for a listener of an an audience of one, which is your boss? No, you're not. You're I, I, you're actually playing to the list, the listeners, the audience. You know, you are you are there to entertain and inform, and and that's what you're doing. And I, I think that the bosses have an idea of what the station's going to be like, and that's that's I know because I've been in charge of a station, so you know the direction. They know the direction the station has to go to get the audience. They've got that directive. And as a presenter, you've you've got to be able to fit into their, you know, to their plan and to their style as, and to what they want. Um, and if things change or you don't fit into that style, then quite rightly, you go. It's it's their neck that's on the line at the end of the day um, as well. So you've just got to perform the best you can. Uh, let's talk about heart. Let's talk yeah. about heart uh, because you were oh, across the northwest on heart i was yeah how how was that experience working for was that a global or communicorp heart it was global there you go <coughs> how was global how was it working for global it was great i loved it actually it this is this is a really funny story um how i got the job it was just a, i wasn't looking for a job at all i used to i was working for high peak radio at the time and then i got a call from uh helen mason who used to work at staff's uni uh, OMG Radio, which you'll know because you were on it. Yeah, <laughs> if that's right, you were. Yeah. So Helen said to me, she said, "Look, she said, and I, I want you to come in, and I want you to snoop the presenters of OMG." I went, "Okay." So they were doing radio shows every week, so I'd meet up with them with tutorials, and we'd go through the shows, how to improve it for their final, uh, the, the final show at the end of part of the part of the degree. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. If I'm snooping these these students, I've got to make sure that I can still do the job properly. Because if I can't, I'm going to look ridiculous. So I thought, what do I do? So I just sent some demos out to a couple of people. And uh, I knew a guy called um, Jordan, who uh, now is the producer for um, Zoe Ball on Radio 2. And I said to Jordan, I said, look, I said, <clears throat> I said, what? can i send a demo to you to listen to he said yeah he said send it to me he said i'll pass it on to uh my boss dan bunker he said and uh, he'll just give a listen have a listen to it so okay fair enough passed it on a month passed by didn't hear anything then i was sat in the office and i got an email through and it was from uh a dan at, at global and i do a lot of voiceovers anyway and it came through and i thought oh right they want me to do a voiceover so i read the i read the email which i probably still got here and he said like the demo i went oh okay fair enough can you come in and um uh, do a, a pilot around some heart production i thought okay <laughs> it's a bit win -win. this is a bit random win-win <laughs> so i went in and i met him and i met uh, a guy called uh aaron roscoe who apparently i can't remember from that far back but i interviewed him for his first radio job when i ran peak in chesterfield so <laughs> He was then going to be my boss if I took the job on. Anyway, so I did this demo and everything, and, and I left it with them. Didn't think anything of it. I had a bit of a play. I thought, this is quite nice, a bit of hard production, all that kind of stuff. Uh, left there, got back to High Peak, got a call on the phone. Did I want to do Weekends on Heart? <laughs> it was as quick as that. So I went, yes. 
Well, there you go. It's sometimes who you know, not what you know, isn't it? Um, High Peak Radio, then. <clears throat> so this, uh, how, how long did you work for them for? Uh, from 2006 uh, until it was bought out. And was it bought out a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Bought out in 2019, I want to say, by Imagine yeah. Radio. <clears throat> yeah, so, so, so it was 2006 to 2019, and then... I carried on after that with Imagine until it's been recently sold to uh, Bauer. So, yeah. Um, yeah so it's so quite a long time. Hi, um, High Peak and Ashbourne Radio were both sold to... Um, just, uh, what was the... What, what, what with any change of ownership of any radio station, was there, a, was there a fear in your mind that it might be, that might be it for you? With the, We obviously talk about changing management, wanting different things for different people or targeting different audiences was there ever a worry in your your mind or, or was it kind of a uh it is what it is it is what it is you know at the end of the day it's their decision <clears throat> what they want to do um and you know if it comes to an end i've had a great 23 24 years in radio and i'll just go and get a job that isn't radio that's it you know you've still got to earn money you've still got to you know you still got to live um, and I look at it and think, well, if it ends tomorrow or it ends next week or it ends in 12 months or whatever, I've had a, I've been very, very lucky from the age of 17, now 47, so I'm very lucky from the age of 17 to now to, to still be doing what I'm doing. Luckily, you were kept on, so <laughs> you, set, you kept your shows and you Less were presenting, and you're still presenting uh, to this day. Arsis Controlled mm. Radio. Uh, yeah. This is this is you. So uh, tell me. tell me about it. Right, this was me having an idea back in the day, uh, a long time ago, and I, I, I wanted to. Uh, probably, yeah. Probably beyond that, but yeah, two thousand nine is when. Yeah, it probably was to, uh, this idea. And I, rem- and I remember going, oh, do you know what? I want to. It, I wanted to promote. Um, uh, um, unsigned artists that's what i wanted to do people who were trying to get into the music industry i, I wanted to do that um and so i set up artist controlled radio and it was purely unsigned artists um and then the record companies sort of were sniffing around and we were, we were online and this is before online was as big as it was now it was mm. you know not really apps i think we were a bit ahead of our time um, and the record companies were sniffing around and said, oh, you've got a radio station. Uh, we've got some artists. Can you, we add them to your playlist? And then uh, it was called UK Undiscovered at the time. Um, and I was starting to play more signed artists, not well-known ones, but more signed artists. And it was one of the pluggers who said to me, it was from Sony, who said, we'd love to get more artists to you, uh, but the radio station name is wrong because they're not undiscovered, these artists now. So I'm fair enough. And I changed it to artist controlled radio. And that was it. This was, you know, I've got still got a place at Glutton Bridge and we've had, I'm just looking at my wall here. Uh, we've had the Hoosiers in. We've had Sophie Ellis Bexter. Uh, people from Britain's Got Talent were, have been in. It's just, you know, Reverend and the Makers. You really Reverend and the Makers? Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah they've, they they've did, made a few they did an anthems. Ex- for FIFA. They did an ex- <laughs> they did an exclusive gig in the back room for us here and we filmed it all and the enemy have been in and it was it was we are the ocean and and the weirdest thing is that we've had we, we are in the middle of nowhere and we got these artists in and I'm going oh where where are you off to next and they went oh made a veil <laughs> it's like okay uh you're at made a veil yeah yeah we're doing some stuff this was when zane low was on radio one and they said yeah we're doing some stuff with zane low after we've been with you and i'm thinking what is this is crazy you know i'm sat with you in here 
and then you're off to Maida Vale after this. And it's just, you know, and great stories like the Hoosiers got their tour bus stuck at the bottom of the road and we closed the road off for 20 minutes and the, <laughs> the Hoosiers pushing their tour bus was amazing to watch I was just stood at the top laughing and it was it's great it was it's great and having these artists in and and it's it stopped a little bit now because of, of COVID and it's all gone to Zoom but hopefully it all kicks back in again and we can we can get back to what we're doing I would have thought that that with the with the pandemic that it would have been easier for people to just take because no one's doing anything, so it might just be easier to just log in on Zoom and go, ah, just just do a radio show. Yeah, but then they had nothing to promote because they weren't really releasing anything. Mm. Um, it, it was like, oh, we can't get into a studio, we can't do this, we can't do that. So actually, we've got nothing to promote. So we and th- it has started to move now. Actually, you know, we are getting some good names, and I've got Tom Walker on tuesday um so things are things are moving again now um but that's a, that's a brand that i'm you know i hope to keep building up now that covid's over and get it back to where it was we used to do beach break festival we went to that it was a massive student festival kendall calling we did all those you know it's it's getting it back to that level again now festivals and things are kicking back in yeah the music scene's coming back very very uh strong with the uh, post with the coast covid post covid boom there you go that's what i was trying to say yeah uh, i think next year will be better next year will be quite yeah good. 2022 we'll be will be very much uh, i think business as usual so with that you you are currently on um like radio and mm. you're on the weekdays i don't want, i i never want to call it drive time because it's, it's some pe- i always called that slot drive but loads of people i've been told so there's loads of different names for that slot but it is it's drive it's, it's yeah, drive time to it me is. it's drive time radio but um you're on uh weekdays uh three till seven how long have you been is it that's just from the high peak buyout and you, yeah, you've been doing that ever I've since right been on there for oh is it 12 months just yeah just over 12 months now will be won't it yeah really enjoy it it's, it's good it's great and i think that um you know it's on dab in certain parts of the of the um of the uk which is great you can get it online as well um, speaking of DAB, I've got a, you know, I think there's a, a great, great, um, what Ofcom are doing at the moment with DAB is fantastic um, in offering all these small scale DABs for these other stations to get on. Um, this is this is what I quite like about it because, you know, you, you, you've seen the different rounds. There's round one, round two and round three of the, the DAB, um, small scale DAB and, and like is on various small scale DABs um as are you know a few stations and i think it's a great way forward i really do i think the fms have been taken over by the big guys so be it that's that's what's happened at the end of the day there are a few commercial stations um still there on the fm fm's not going to be switched off now until 2030 but i do think small scale dab is the way forward for radio and it will bring back local radio to areas I've you, you you'll probably see you'll, if you go to Ofcom's website or radio today. I've applied for the the high peak small scale DAB, um, so I've applied for that, which um, I am the I am the only applicant for the high peak well, who's gone for well, it. I so, wish you the best of luck with with we'll, that. It's, we'll see what we'll see. Hopefully, what you'll just win it by default. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that. That's that's the best. Well, fingers crossed that no one no one else applies for it, so you can just win no, it by well, no default. That's a, good. No, clo- closing date was a while ago, um, so we're just waiting to see what Ofcom say. And fingers crossed that the the kind to us, and and it's great because what I can do is I can offer 
stations and you can see the list of stations that have have shown interest that they will go on the chance this is the best this is the great thing you can give stations that are online at the moment small scale dab is really affordable for stations so you can be running an online radio station in your local area let's say and someone wins the small scale dab license you can be on air again Mm. which i think is really and it's exciting for people then who want to get into radio because there'll be then more opportunities to be on air as well if that makes sense so it with community and with small scale dab stations i think it's it's opening up the, the possibilities again uh with small scale dab I, I think it's a wonderful idea but I think community mm-hmm. radio should apply for the licenses and own the small scale DAB. I, I think they are. community. There's, there's well, a, a lot of, of community stations are doing that, but some of them aren't, and I think they're missing out on a business opportunity there. I think they should. Yeah, I think anybody can. I mean, for me, it was just a conversation that I had that went well. Should I apply for the the high peak DAB? Yeah. Okay. So I did. Um, and I, I think that there's, there's a couple of community stations that have gone for some. Um, I think there's. Uh, I think the Hit Mix have gone for one. I think the Cat have gone for a, a, one of the small scale DABs, but they've teamed up with other people. So I think there are other there are community stations that have um, uh, applied for the small scale DABs. You can check them out on the um, Radio Today website. It'll, it'll all be on there. Who's applied for what? So we talk about the small scale. DAB potentially bringing what what do you want to see from that do you want to see the the kind of not the old days because the old days are are dead and buried but it kind of uh, more choice more diversity I think more choice I was talking to somebody uh, a couple of weeks ago and I mentioned that I'd gone for the license and they said oh brilliant because we love listening to music on the radio we love choice we love it's it's now that the question is um financially if they're in an area and there's a few there how do they how do they cope selling advertising how does that work but then i think you look at america and you think well they've got that many stations in a very small area anyway and they seem to survive don't they at the end of the day so yeah i think if you if you're owning the small scale dab i think you could probably sign up the stations that are on it to your own advertising or marketing i think that just makes sense to have it all under one roof instead of going to another company just create your own and do your own advertising for the stations that are on your service or offer uh, that you, to I them mean, when they join you charge you charge them a, a exactly. yearly fee as you do anyway yeah. um and then you see how we go i just think it's it it's very different it's very exciting and i think the radio the radio escape has changed quite a lot um and i I think it's 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 moving in the, in the digital age, really. At the end of the day, with with the amount of small scale DABs, though, is there not a worry that too many cooks spoil the kitchen that we're gonna? Because obviously we've had um, uh, DAB stations come and go. I think the original like radio for Gloucestershire came mm. and went, and then somebody bought that brand back. Right. So. Uh, I'm not too sure on that, but I do remember applying for them to them, and one day just going on their website, there was nothing, uh, and then oh, right, it okay. was bought back. But it wasn't the same brand that it is now, so I, I, uh, it's a different group of people that have bought that brand. So, but there have been a number, <laughs> there have been a number of kind of DAB stations that have just gone. We'll pop up. We'll see what we'll, we'll pop our head up, above the parapet and see what's going on, and then. Suddenly, like six months or seven months later, they're they're done. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think if you're on a, 
I think if you're on a small scale DAB, you don't want to do what you don't want to pick a fight with Bauer or Global because they're doing what they're doing and they do they do it really well. They do it. Very, they've got a lot of money. They do it very very well, and you you, you can't you, you know you can't fault it. You know you can't fault what they do. They know exactly what they are. Capital's capital. You switch it on, you know what you're going to get. Heart's heart. You switch it on, you know what's going to get. Greatest hits, hits, all that smooth. You name it, you know what you're going to get. So I think if you're running a, if you're a, a small station on a small scale DAB, you've just got to do something a bit different. That's all you've got to do. Just do it. Be a little bit different. Tweak what you do. Look where there's a. A little gap in the marketplace and play to that because don't pick a fight with the big boys because you ain't going to win, are you? I think that's fair, fair advice. Uh, yeah, just just don't take on the big behemoths and you'll be, you should be fine. Just just don't annoy them. Uh. <laughs> well, it's not annoy them. Just look, don't try, don't don't try, try and, and do them. what they do. Yeah. yeah, don't try because they do what they do really well, and they've got a lot of money behind them, and they've spent a lot of time researching it and making their brands what they do. So if you've got a radio brand, have a think about what you want to do and make it the best you can um, that will appeal to a, a certain audience. That's that's all I say. With with the future of the business in mind, how are we expecting commercial local radio to work? If uh, because obviously there's going to be a huge if. I, I read somewhere that the BBC could just start local podcasts and that'll be it. Wow, didn't read that. I think this is a, an interesting... I was listening to um, to Greatest Hits the other day and I was listening to what they were doing. It was it was yesterday and they got... Um, the local news was on, or the news was on, um, and they got um, for where we are in the Derbyshire hub. This is um, for them... And, probably for where you are as well so they have they have a, a the national story and they had something else and then um buxton were playing in the, the fa i know nothing about football by the way they won buxton last night in the fa cup one nil by the way just to give you an idea of when this is being recorded <laughs> so they 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 played and that was on the news and then they had some weather and they mentioned the high peak and then if i'm driving around in the morning they'll mention chesterfield and Buxton and New Mills and Whaley and the travel. And I thought, uh, do you know, are, you know, this is the question, are people really um, that bothered about a local presenter if they're getting local information still? That was the question I thought to myself. I thought, okay, I'm getting local news, <clears throat> and I don't know the answer to this. I'm getting local news. I'm getting local travel. Yeah? I've got a bit of local weather. So actually... Are those the only three things that I need now? Because I'm I'm getting that. And does it really bother me that I've got Mark Goodyear on playing songs that I know just because I'm there's there's the question there's a question for you. <laughs> this crossed my mind yesterday as, as I was driving around. Uh... I was in the car and I thought, well, hang on a minute. I've got songs that I know. I've got Mark Goodyear that I know. But I've just heard a load of local stuff at the top of the hour, and I've had some local travel, and I've got some local weather. So, am I getting everything I need? Yeah, well, with if I'm looking at it cold hard uh, through cold hard facts of Ofcom regulation, then you are you are you are getting exactly what Ofcom says you you should get. Um, and as a listener, actually, I'm I'm going, oh yeah, books are playing, they're playing, they're playing. Oh great, songs are back on now. 
uh, Red Red Wine UB40. Great. Uh, playing again. <laughs> playing again. Not that I don't like that song. I love that song. It's a great song. Well, um, it just crossed my mind. It crossed my mind yesterday. And I thought, okay, I've not thought about this before. Maybe I'm too old school in the sense that I'm like, what about the art? What on, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but no, what I about agree. the art um, of radio? You know? And I think I, I, agree, I agree. And this is something that Tony Blackburn said uh, on Radio 2. Not on Radio 2, but it was an article I read that he said, TV presenters are TV presenters. TV presenters shouldn't be on the radio. Radio presenters are radio presenters because they have that skill and that's what they do. That is their job. They're really good at what they do. There is a certain talent and a skill to be a radio presenter. Radio presenters stay on the radio. TV presenters stay on the TV because some TV presenters can't cross over onto the radio. I mean, I could name a list, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, no, no, no. Um I, I, I don't know if it's that black and white because some radio people have been great on television. Chris Evans was great on television. Yeah, he was good. He but was it's good. a different skill. Don't you agree being on radio is a different skill to being on telly? Yeah, you, you, I would probably be very nervous being on television with that camera pointing in my face, whereas um, on radio, you know, you don't even have to visualise. You just say what you do. You just you just yeah. get your, your stuff in and that's it. You know, if you people can like say it, anything you like it. People will believe. The good thing is about radio is that you can make up a story and people will believe you. If you've had a really boring weekend, make something up and people go, have you done that yet? <laughs> this is why I find offbeat news stories, because my life is pretty dull. Uh, what have you done this weekend? Nothing, but I'll make something up that I went out to a bonfire and firework display, but I didn't really. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the younger generation um let's talk about the youth quake as it's being dubbed mm-hmm. youth quake right how do you get young people to listen to the radio again because they seem to be um oh, well yeah, there seems to be dis- this thing that they're not they're, they're just not they're that dis- interested they've disappeared um i read that breakfast radio has had a bit of a kick slightly i think people's schedules have changed and for some reason capital have lost a lot of 15 to 24 year olds was that right did i read that yeah radio one as well i think only kiss were the one that kind of maintained their audience whereas radio one and capitals kind of declined in terms of that that key demographic where have they gone is the question spotify apple uh tidal whatever music streaming services there are um that uh, it, it depends what you believe in, I, I suppose. As if you want a glorified Spotify playlist on your radio, I'd rather just listen to Spotify uh, without yeah. the, the person without saying, the well, this is the news. I, I, I don't need that. I can just put on a Spotify playlist. So how old are you? 20... 27, nearly 30. 27. So why do you... No, I need 30. So why... <laughs> oh, come on. All right, my birthday's <laughs> next month. I'll be 28. I'll be a lot closer to 30. There you go. Happy birthday. I'll send a card. By <laughs> <laughs> a moon pig. Which is gracious. <laughs> Pleasure as always. I'll forget. Um, I, I don't know where they've gone. And like you say, Spotify, but how do you, how do you get them back? Or do you go... Uh, no, I'm not going to bother getting them back, and they can go to Spotify. And you just, I don't know, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't, I wouldn't like to be in that position, to be honest. I think I really it's, wouldn't. A, it's a question that needs answering, and, and there are a few, few people trying to. I don't think, I don't think Global and Bauer are that interested in it uh, from, from a point of view of they have all the, they have a monopoly, those two on the, on the listening audience yeah, because they're so big. Got, 
they've got their audience and the uh, i i think nowadays i think that it's everything is very now it has to be now there's no i can't wait for it I, you know it's now instant boom reddit seen it done next reddit seen it, and and everything everything is literally is at the touch of a, a button on your phone now it's just you know if you want a song you can get a song um and i don't know what radio does with that does radio just go well, actually this generation is automatically going to do that and we've just got to accept the fact that um or do you buy your audience in do you offer bigger prizes on just thinking at the top of my head do you offer massive prizes on air that people aren't doing on spotify to do you know what i mean do you do, you do that um i don't know it's a difficult thing really difficult thing i suppose you could just say we'll make it more entertaining give the presenters more creative license and let them um try and see see if yeah, creativity but... creates the cash not the not the repetitive five songs every hour and just uh, just allow creativity yeah. i think yeah then you be then you you go to well, i suppose you do really don't you because then you, you you go on your youtubers and stuff and that's why people watch youtubers i should think because they like the creativity and people being creative and, and that's it's content um I think content is very uh, if content is very important. I think you've got to you, you I suppose you can you can you can talk about a song, but I think you need to be doing something that um is relevant to your audience as you say. You know, you've got to appeal to that audience. You've got to say something that means something to them otherwise there's no point in you being sat there on the radio, is there at the end of the day? Use of social media is lacking in a lot of stations. I mean, I know Radio 1 have the budget to be able to be the best on youtube and things like that and, and yeah. they spend a, obscene amounts of money on that although they don't have the ads switched on i never get adverts on bbc videos even though they probably should switch them on to help them pay for them um <laughs> just an idea just an idea radio one switch ads on on your youtube channel because then you get a bit of money for it uh giving given how popular their radio channel is but then you look at, at stuff like Talk Radio, Talk Sport. Um, I don't mm. know if Times Radio do this, but they're all part of the same group and, and they all live stream. Every single show is live streamed across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, really? face, um, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Um, I think Talk Radio started this, but uh, now, with, you know, Talk Sport do it constantly where they're live streaming. Um and obviously, those the the great benefit of those, and as as to why Capital won't just suddenly start doing it, is because they don't play any music. That's the great benefit of those. <laughs> they don't play any music. It's just people rabbiting on in a studio about football or rugby or or politics or something like that. So they 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 get away with it because they don't play music. But it'd be interesting to see if if a service like Twitch then started to let people play music on their streams. I think mm. somebody somebody's missing out on that. And that's just do Twitch, but let music be played on it. And there you go. There's the there's radio. It's in, it's all going to change, isn't it? Yeah. I think everything's going to change. The way that we consume music. Uh, who'd have thought back in the day that you'd be listening to music on a phone? You know, who'd have thought that when I used to go to Woolworths, it's no longer there, and buy a single and play it and all that kind of stuff. Or when I first started in radio, when I was playing CDs and. The first playout system came and we went, ooh, like something out of Toy Story, the alien has landed. And uh, <laughs> the first, who'd have thought that? Who would have thought that, uh, yeah, you just you just don't know where it's going to go next. I think it might slow down a little bit. I think there's only so far it can go. 
Um, I think it's accelerated quite a lot. Um, but I think digital is is the way is the way forward now. I think digital listening's up quite a lot. Back in the day, they said DAB would never take off. They called it dead and buried, and look at it oh, now. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, DAB stands uh, for dead and buried. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you don't want the well FM. We must stand FM. FM's good. DAB, oh, dead and buried, and look at it now. Yeah. So how wrong were we are? What were we all back then? Totally wrong. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? We might. It's we very might difficult to playing vinyl again. Oh yes, yes. Well, that's that's a hi- well hipster radio. That'll that'll be that'll be what they do. Um, I prefer cassette, uh, especially <laughs> especially when uh, I'm sat in the back of the car with my family and I can't afford a CD, so I record a have song. You got, have you actually got a cassette player? I have not anymore. No, I haven't had one for years. Uh, but I used to record songs off the radio on cassette. Good old-fashioned music piracy. Um, is that what you said? Oh, well, there you go. Didn't we all? There you go. Because you, you know, couldn't couldn't afford a CD, so I had to get the Witch Doctor. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, wada, wada, bing, bang, off Radio One. Um, is that what you? Is that really what you used to listen to? Yes, in the back of the car. Yeah, that that tape got worn out. I probably I def- definitely don't have it anywhere, but uh, <laughs> that tape got worn out. Um, that was my favourite song. To wrap this all up now, uh, mm. what's the one bit of advice you would give to anyone starting out tomorrow? Starting out tomorrow, my bit of advice would be be persistent. Be persistent, uh, be motivated, and be dedicated as well. I just think radio is, at the moment, it's very hard to get in. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very hard to get in there. Um I mean, if you, you look at all the presenters that have recently lost their jobs um, when people merge and all that kind of stuff. So it's extremely hard, uh, but you've got to be patient and you've got to try and go to university, get on student radio. If there's no hospital radio, get on student radio, because that is the way to learn at the end of the day. You can you can get your experience. You can learn on there. And do you know what? I mean, this nothing against if you're doing a degree. Fantastic. But I think that people also look for people who've got experience. Because if you're sat somewhere and someone comes to you and goes, right, I'd like to, um, I'd like to be a presenter. Okay, uh, I've got a degree. Fair experience? Not really. Well, do you know what? I'll take the person who's got experience. They're going to be less, less hassle. So get on student radio, uh, get experience. If you can, whether people still do it, find a community radio station. You might not be able to get on air. But you might be able to work in the background and get to know people. That's a great thing. Uh, see if the bigger groups will take you on for um, whatever they call it. It used to be work experience. It's not called that now. It's probably called something else. Internships. Get involved in that. Just get to know people. You know, And it's going to sound awful, but you're not going to get paid for it. Get a proper job in the meantime. <laughs> whilst, whilst you get... That's what I had to do. You know, I, I was... Working on hospital radio, I was working for Signal Cheshire. I wasn't getting paid for it, but I was working at the Books and Opera House as a publicity assistant. That's how I earned my money. I did did that, and then I did radio for free, and it just so happened that a job came along. But if you're there, you're willing to work hard, and the people in charge of a radio station can see you're willing to work hard. You've got a damn good chance of, of being there at the right place at the right time. And here's something you can edit in, uh, wherever you want to put this in there how radio has changed during the pandemic that we were all doing shows from home and the question the question is if we can all do shows from home what's why the do we point need in having yeah go on why if if we can all do shows from home why have big buildings anymore 
I know I've made this argument to people. I'm like, oh, we don't need a premises anymore. Save money. We can all do it from home. I do my radio shows live from a desk. So, you know, you don't need a premises anymore. You say, see, that's the next thing for me. That's how you save the money. You've got rid of all the, all the local people. So why not just cut the premises now and tell everybody to, to do them from their, their homes. So like, why why like that's the next money saving tip global oh, no, leaves leicester square chris moyles has to present breakfast show in his dressing down um and i think he'd probably love it you know, he would. Pre- most radio the- most breakfast radio hosts would love to do their shows from home here's another idea cut the premises and bring local presenters back way <laughs> yeah just just have them do it from home there you go yeah, yeah. There you go you pay a minimum wage for what three hours work and there you go you don't have to pay big money on a on a premises so there you go station manager has his uh, the play out system in his house or yeah. if you broadcast radio you can have it in a data center and oh um you do you do your catch-ups on zoom jobs are good there you go <laughs> the future of radio has been you know breaking news the future of radio is here right now and that is how we end the podcast thanks to my guest in this episode like radio's craig patterson craig where can we find the show if you want to check out the show it's uh, like radio world on twitter you can see what we're doing on there to hear the show, you can find out about your local multiplex and about where Like Radio is available at like.radio. You can also tune in online right there. It's like.radio. And Craig is on three till seven. Thank you very much, Craig Patterson, for joining me. This has been On the Air with me, Dan the Radio Man. And we will see you hopefully very soon. 